Welcome, Anime Lily fans. How you guys doing? Legend is Ash here as always. Down below is JB Exclusive from Careful Spoilers. And down below, and right here on my left side, is Sam the Manga Man. And we're here to talk about Shona Ronin episode 6 of the three chapters that we say. Kaiju number 8, My Hero, and Black Clover at last as always. Hey, how do we all feel today of these Shonen chapters overall? I feel good. satisfied, but I want more. <laughs> yeah, same with Sam. Like, I I'm satisfied with what we got, but it's like, at the end of each chapter is like, well, and now I need more. It's like, this was perfectly fine, but now I need more. Like, not to be, like, spoiled and everything kind of thing, but uh, more, please. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's all. the whole Oliver Twist kind of situation where, like, Yo, please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> that's very true, like... Um, and it sucks because I know what will happen with JJK um, with the most two recent pages that were not unfinished and everything. But, like, these mangakas worked so hard and everything. And it's a weekly basis. And with what the series gives us and what the best they can do, we just have to, you know, have patience. It's a weekly basis. And it's something that we just have to wait for next week's chapter. It's, it feels very far, though. You know, in June, you know, it's crazy how we're in the sixth month of the year already, which is like, damn, that's wild. So, like. It's exciting. Yeah, time is flying, man. No lie, it's flying much, much better than 2020. That's for sure. 2021 is doing so much better than 2020 for me. So, it's flying way much faster. But what I was gonna say, without further ado, let's get jump to our reviews, and we're starting off with Kaiju No. Bray, chapter 35, and we're here to talk about. Um, damn, the title chapter does not say it, but we're here to do chapter 35 of Kaiju No. There's no eight. title chap. There's no chapters for Kaiju Number Eight. It, they go by episodes. Oh, they do? So, oh, like, they this is, like, within the same episode. Yeah. I totally missed that. Totally forgot about that. So, for those that want to see our, our Kaiju number 8 reviews, right here the segment. Time codes will be down below for the description. Like, comment, subscribe. And for the My Hero and Black Crow times will be down below as well for the chapters in the video as well. So, let's get to it. How did we all feel about this Kaiju number 8? Because I know Sam would like to say he was right about something else. Right, right, Sam? I mean, I've been right three weeks in a row. I mean, I'm on a hot streak right now, baby. <laughs> That is definitely true. Yeah. Um, so my guesses are just more of common sense. Like you're gonna have to expect, like, all right, since you have this, you're gonna have to expect this, and then you have to expect this. It's more like each step we've seen this before, but if I'm able to predict this, the problem is it can get boring. I'm not bored though, I'm actually entertained of what's going on with Kaiju number eight. I want to see this. And we've talked about this with Ray. Like, we, we've got that standard typical kind of kaiju story where why is the father hates kaijus? What's the reason why, like, I'm doing what I'm doing. I have all this, like, I'm disciplining my daughter this way. Ah, because they, this kaiju's killed my wife. Ah, now I want to kill this human guy that's not human, that he has the power to die kaiju in that sort of situation. Because I have this uh, anger towards all kaijus in that situation. Uh, James, your thoughts? Uh, since you weren't, we weren't able to join us in the kaiju number eight review last week. What are your thoughts from, like, the past two chapters, actually? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised. You know, we talked about this a, a few different times. And um, uh, Shinom Shinomiya, um, she mentioned a couple times that pretty much all of the other, like, Daikaijus, they would experiment on them, make them weapons, and find, like, they also make suits out of them and stuff like that. So I wasn't surprised at all to, to see the general in, in that suit and to see all of the, the weapons that he was using against Kafka in this latest chapter so I wasn't too surprised about that. Um, it, his motivations are pretty simple. You know what I mean? Everyone in this world um, has been affected by kaijus in some way. 
And the general was just in a position where he was able to do something about it. I feel like a lot of these soldiers became a soldier so that they could fight against kaijus because kaijus has taken a lot from their lives. It's taken families, friends, and stuff like that. So that's what we're seeing from the general. A dai kaiju killed his, killed his wife, and he just sees all kaiju as something that needs to be destroyed. But the, the thing for me in this chapter is I'm trying to figure out where his head's at, right? I'm trying to figure out if he's really just one-sided into thinking that I just have to destroy this guy because he's a kaiju and because he's a human, like a human kaiju hybrid, he can infiltrate and we don't know what he's capable of or he's testing him to see how strong he is and testing for himself to see if he can trust Kafka to keep him as, a, as an asset to fight against other humanoid kaijus. So I'm hoping it's not so basic that it's just, oh, I just hate all kaijus and they just all need to be destroyed. If he's the general, I'm hoping that he's the type of character that thinks on multiple different fronts and he's fighting, he's fighting Kafka right now to figure out how strong he is and to see what kind of man he is and if he can trust him. So I just, I just need more of this. For me, I would say oh. that I love the double spread in chat on page four or five, the way he's like ready to use that whole type of armor. Love it. Beautiful double spread as you see the that. Gauntlets. Those gauntlets were amazing. And to find it out. It really what... reminds me of the Attack on Titan, um, <laughs> the Thunder Spears in a way that sort both sides. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I do yeah, agree. I thought because... of that instantly when I, when I saw it. I do agree that because it's much shorter instead of like, instead of just sort of spirit, you know, much longer narrative. So, I do agree with that. Uh, it's great to see that this man is literally OP as fuck and Kafka is being pushed back and it's showing that he continues is losing. He? Well, he's he's being pushed back because he doesn't want to use his kaiju form. So that's what I mean. Like he's being pushed oh, he's back. Oh, he's doing dodging and yeah. Well, he's the best he could do to dodging because kaiju abilities. Because he just lost and um two legs and an arm. So I'm curious to know how next week chapter is gonna hit for June third because like he kept telling us that he got a dodge because he continues being pushed back. But now with him having lost an arm and two legs, I'm curious to know like is he. It's gonna regenerate. It's gonna to turn to a full kaiju, or are I mean, we gonna see? You know he did before. Yeah, it did yes, before. But like, more from like last chapter. Are we gonna well, see this chapter? He lost. But I'm saying like, are we gonna see a new form of him? Like since like the scales and everything of his body got rip apart, are we gonna see like nah. a new form of it? Mm -mm. Or do you think it's too nah. soon? Mm -mm. I, I I think it's way too soon to get a new form. He'll get a new form when he faces up against a villain. I mm -hmm. don't think that'll happen against the general. What I do think is that he'll definitely turn into his kaiju form. And what I just thought of, another option that I'm hoping for is that the general realizes that he can't beat him and he just stops and realizes that, yo, maybe we should just use this dude as an asset because he's just way stronger and it's better to use him as an asset than to even try to kill him because Agreed. we need him. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I hope he transforms. Because, I mean, we know that Kafka can beat a daikaiju with like one punch. So oh, the general yeah. does not stand a chance. I don't. I don't care what anyone says. It's but is, he's just holding back right now. It's more like he back. can't like kill the general while even though this armor form. But we know what he was doing with the vice captain. Like he knows he he knows he probably could kill him, but he doesn't want to kill him. So what's the next best thing? Break his weapons. I mean, so this time Kafka needs to break gauntlet arms from the second 
daikaiju that ever came into the history in 1972. Like we literally have a little bit of the background of the second daikaiju and I guess was what I was called correct. Like you're gonna have to figure out what happened to number one through seven. So this is number two within the list. And like number two, of course, he had a mild, he had a real mind of its own. Like he had a, a pride. He said he has a strong sense of pride and he doesn't stop until he's like get what he wants in his dying breath. And I think that's how they figure out there are certain daikaijus that has like their own brain, like a huge sense of like self and consciousness is what I'm getting from their experiments and tests. And now like, of course, if they can't figure out if Kafka can join their side or anything, they just would rather make him into a weapon, um, make him literally like a full-on suit. If they can make this a giant Godzilla-like kaiju into the, the, the commander's uh, general's entire battle suit. They, of course, they're gonna like literally like, hey, you're dead. They're just gonna take your suit, make it our suit. You know the drill, the whole entire format and stuff like that. Uh, but definitely, it's gonna be a good fight. I was gonna add to what you were saying, saying I'm curious to know how the other suits and the other weapons. Like, I'm curious to know, like if they made a helicopter or if they made uh, like something that's maybe mobile from a kaiju. Because, like, it's cool to see these weapons, but imagine if they use type of a car armor or something like a helicopter as weapons on it or as some type of mobile gear for those kaiju, because that would be very smart. Like, imagine a cannon or a tank made from a kaiju. Like, that would be really smart to use. Because we all have seen weapons from these, um, from these soldiers, but we haven't seen anything that's mobile or anything like that. So I'm really hoping to see something in that realm. Because that'll be very cool, like action figures in the future they could sell as well. So I'm hoping to see that on my end. Because how does that sound, James? Because it seems like James is liking that idea. Yeah, I I love it. Um, when you were talking about it, my only question is like, why haven't you used it already? But right. a, a, a tank would be a great idea. Can you imagine uh, a tank made out of a daikaiju's body? It would be almost impenetrable. Um, the the type of rounds that they can use for a tank made out of a out of a daikaiju. I think that'll be really, really cool. Um, a helicopter, that would be interesting, right? So all of the examples that you gave, I'm like, huh, that would be kind of interesting to see like how they can apply like dissecting these kaijus and turning them into like vehicles and not just weapons because you also need like, like shields and stuff, right? You need shields, mm -hmm. you need other things. To, to protect yourself yeah bu bullets different type of rounds like yep. so that this story has a lot of places where it can go so it, it really just all depends on mega godzilla let's let's, let's 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 be more interesting let's, let's start with the basics yes. and simples before we go into a full-on mecha daikaiju godzilla kind correct because like looking at number two you see that tail i'm thinking like you know how uh, mighty morphing power ranger the dragon sword <laughs> and that drill yeah, tail yeah, kind yeah. of thing <laughs> I mean, that thing could be a whole, like, full-on mace tail kind of thing, I mean, if you ask me. Or... Yeah, why not? There's a there's a lot of possibilities. Why not? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it would be interesting to see what they'll do. I felt the way James said in the earlier um, of the review is, like, I wanted more of this. But we got a good amount enough to actually see the small snippets that they're teasing. I just want more and craving more. So I'm excited and hope to continue seeing them evolving itself. So... Overall, this was a good chapter. Can't wait to see for the fifth chapter in a row. Like Sam mentioned in our group chat, 
that they took a three week break, so we might get fifth and the sixth, or after the fifth chapter on June third, they, they might take a week break. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see because if they do get a break after this, we might be leave off with a cliffhanger. So I'm really curious to see where we go and leave um leave off with June third. So do you guys have any last final thoughts? And what's your theories? I am loving that we're getting to see more of Kafka using his kaiju abilities Same. in human form. Uh, these are more of the things that that I wanted to see. I, I just want to see what else he'll be able to do. We we know that he can regenerate in human form. He can access some of his strength. He has um, his instincts. He can use some of his speed as well. So I just want to see the the further evolution of how he's able to use his powers in human form. Like we were talking about the the last time, um, I think it was like episode four. I'm hoping that in human form, he can use at least like 50% of his kaiju powers in human form. And then anything above 50%, he has to fully transform to access that power. So that's what I'm hoping. If it doesn't happen, you know, I, I don't care. But that's something that I think would be really cool. I mean, I think I've said this theory like episode, like last episode or the one before that. Um, they're going to have to uh, not ex fully accept Kafka into their group, but they're going to put him into a, like a suicide squad group. And that's the whole reason why this new squad platoon that's out there they're like the frontline people even though they're strong they are very skillful and they are very full talented group of people they're gonna like throw them into a suicide squad uh missions mainly because of kafka because they can't fully trust if he can be a fully trusted human society to help fight against the kaijus let alone to like be like in the back line or be their like last resort weapon. They rather use them as the first resort weapon in case like any situation will happen, any situations that were to happen. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm also hoping, I'm also hoping that the vice captain Shinamiya and a couple of the other crew from um, Team Three they make a case for why Kafka is useful because he is. Like we know they're Hell not yeah. gonna get rid of him because then there wouldn't be a story. But I'm I'm willing I'm, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. But I think the vice captain and the captain will be key into proving to the general that Kafka can be beyond useful to the team. And they because there's other humanoid kaiju's, they can also use him to figure out the extent of their abilities to to realize how they think. Also, Kafka's knowledge of kaiju's and their physiology, he is a huge asset to the team. So this is why I'm also hoping that the general isn't just so one note, like I said before, right? Well, of course. I'm definitely. really hoping that he just wants to see what this guy is about. And he's just pushing him to the limits to see if he would attack another human being. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping the general isn't just this like one note, like one thought dickhead. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Definitely for sure. So that is our catch number eight, chapter 35 review. So now let's get into our my academia chapter 314 and as always we start with james and ray of uh, what do you guys think but since ray's not here he got the waifu snipe by lady nagant so it makes total sense so ray, um james since you did not get um snipe what did you think of this chapter um i thought this chapter was good left me wanting like a lot more right um this chapter to me told me a lot of things that we already knew but to hear these things from someone that was a part of the Hero Association gives it a whole new meaning, in my opinion. Like we all, like we talked about a million times before, the Hero Society, the way that it is now, 
is wrong. It needed to be broken down and rebuilt from the ground up, which is why All for One isn't completely wrong. It's just the way that he's doing it is wrong. The hero society is all bad. And we see all of this through Nagant, right? When we get all of those flashbacks. The, the, the health, uh, what was the, the organization called again? The, the Safety Commission? The, the Safety Commission. Commission literally, yeah, the Safety Commission literally hired her to murder villains and heroes to keep the public from knowing certain things. That's wrong. This is what the government does to us right now, and it's wrong. Everything that, not to go off on a tangent, but everything with like Snowden, everything that Snowden revealed about what the government is doing, it's all wrong. And that kind of stuff needs to be exposed. Nagant is doing it the wrong way, but all of this stuff needs to be exposed. Like taking, yes, if you, if you have heroes that are doing bad things and working with villains, they need to be incarcerated, not murdered. So it was very interesting to see the perspective of the person that had to commit these murders on behalf of heroes. That's not what heroes do. Heroes are not supposed to be judge, jury, and executioner, and that's what they're doing, which is why she killed the president. This is not how things are supposed to be, and the establishment needs to be broken down. Like she says later on in the chapter, we'll, we'll go more in depth into that, but when she tells Deku, at least with all for one, we know where we stand. And I feel like that's such a powerful line and tells you everything that you need to know. Very well said. I gotta give props on that. That was very true and well said. So, as always, we start to break down the chapter. How did you feel of the fight sequence of the first three to four pages of them fighting in midair and how um, she did the quick scope or, or aka no scope him from the back with her elbow because that was insane. Um, like, it makes sense with her being a sniper. She could just snipe without her looking at times and this was in close combat. Blurdy, like, I think probably a good three, four feet away. Yeah, you can tell she's extremely skilled. And I loved watching Deku in these moments because before Deku was either hyper-focused on trying to figure out what his enemy was doing and not being able to, to fully dodge and do everything that he needs to do. But now we're seeing him be more like Bakugo where he's able to strategize while moving in midair and yes. changing his strategy while he's in movement. So watching these improvements from Deku was awesome to see and getting to see like what Nagant can really do with her sniper ability. I think it's dope, man. This was a really cool fight. Yeah, this was definitely a very cool fight mid-air. And while Deku was planning in his head, he's also trying to see where she's coming from, like a real hero. She's well, Technically, she, he didn't really say too much. All he just said, like, you know, I mean, everything is obvious. Is the best way to handle a sniper is to literally get up close and fight you in person. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you need the distance for that. But she herself spilled a little bit of information. You know, I've been trained by the safety commission. I know what I know. And, like, this is nothing. And she, the first thing she basically saying, like, you're, you're being manipulated. You're being brainwashed from what you don't know. Because like what my job used to be and what everybody, what the Hero Society, what the Safety Commission has been doing this entire world, you know nothing. And yet Deku is trying to figure out like, yeah, I don't know nothing. Just tell me what's been going on. Like, of course. And she did. Uh, I didn't, she tells Deku I didn't the expect truth. that. No, I kind of expect that because she, she is a former hero. And 
I'm pretty sure she does have a conscious. Yeah, she killed a lot of villains and she's killed heroes, but I'm pretty sure like this was all about a capture sequence. It's not to kill Deku. This is about to be to capture him, bring her to all for one. But might as well like I get keep the conversation going and talking where your ideals of a hero of what you used to what you believe outside of everything it's just all like father this is all it's not all rainbows and sunshine it's literally much darker than you think and i know from personally from because all these because my morals my guilt my everything is what's killing me in science why i'm so against the hero society today they it screwed her it screwed her when she of joined course. in thinking she's believing that she was doing something for the greater good. But really, it was just using her to be a full-on hero assassin out that's like that's covering the entire light of this entire world. We already know the safety commission, all these people kill. Yeah, and like yet we but sorry, go for it. I was gonna say, well, like one of my favorite type of symbolism is to show in this page eight and nine is when the kids Say, hey, lady, can we shake your hand? For you guys, sure, as a special treat. And her hands are clean, and but her eyes, the way she sees her hands, it's they her, see her as dirty. Yeah, she because she has done so mm-hmm. much dirty work for the Public Safety Commission where she wants to shake her the hands of the kids. There's nothing wrong with that, but in her eyes, she feels like she doesn't want to get the kids' hands dirty because she sees the light and hope in them, but she sees that she's already in the dark side. And I find that so powerful because there's there's a lot of characters in in, in most mediums that we have seen that. But to see it like this, where it's just so beautiful in my hero, like that's what we say, like my hero plays different route. And to see this in this character, Lenaga, where she used to believe what she used to do was right, but to see it in this panel in this page where on the right top side she was just killing somebody right now and everything, and she was just headshotting them. And then the next page, the kids just want to shake her hands, and she has her hands dirty. Like, that's fucking sad. Like, damn. Like, how did yeah, you like, feel about that? Come, uh, well, uh, bringing back what James said earlier before with our government and stuff like that, like, she literally had to do the same thing behind the scenes. Like, say an act of terrorism is happening, and it's going against the heroes, or the people, heroes that's trying to change sides or doing something for all uh, wealth and fame and fortune that have a great influence on in us, doing all these side business. And you need people who are above the law and order. That's not good. You have someone with a high table going above this order and meaning like it's not right. You are literally, you being above the law and order and not doing everything by the books makes you a criminal. You are no better than like you you just, it's just you playing God and you nothing controlling everything, being brainwashing the people in the public. And yet you don't care who, will get their hands dirty you want what you want because you're trying to brainwash society you want to be in higher power you want to play god you want to be on top of it while you have the hero society the entire face as a front safety commission in the back shady business do whatever keep the flow going even for heroes that were just having second thoughts and thinking maybe this is not right we have maybe we should just do something to change the system Nope, you you are categorized as a criminal. You are wanted. Ba-bam. That's it. No second thoughts, no change of mind, no nothing. And these are innocent. They're innocent. They haven't done any crime. Literally, this, this guy that got killed, like, we only just started talking about it. We haven't really done anything. Yeah. Nope, that ideal that you have, 
Can't have that. Boom. James? James? Yeah, dude. Like, like well said, bro. Like, uh, I'm going to bring it back to the, the Snowden comparison that I made. Like, because me and I just recently, like, rewatched the Snowden movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Good it's movie. like, when you realize, like, what the government is capable of that they just don't tell us, like, much like, much like Nagant, right? Like, Snowden was a person, since he was a kid, all he wanted to do was serve his country. He went into the military, had an injury, then decided to go into, into, CIA. yeah, into the CIA, NSA, in the, into these private sectors. And then he realized that the NSA has the technology with two clicks of a button, bro, can log on to your camera and just see what you're doing. They can see all of your private text messages, all of your social media, they see everything. And he knows that this is wrong, which is why he became a whistleblower and he told the public what was really going on. And this is, this is the parallels that I see with Nagant, right? Every, like what you brought up Vash with her seeing the blood on her hands, she see that everything that she does is dirty, even though she, this whole time, she was leading herself to believe that she was being a hero and doing what was right. And I think it was in this moment is when it really, really clicked that no, I'm not a hero. The same blood on my hands is the same blood that villains have. How am I any different? And when she killed the president, I felt nothing, right? Same. Because she, yes, it was wrong, she should have turned him in. She should have revealed all of this information and turned him in. But I wasn't sad when she killed him because this shit is wrong, bro. Heroes should not be murdering other heroes and heroes should also not be murdering other, other villains. They were assassinated, systematically assassinated. That's wrong. These people should be imprisoned. So this is why the hero society needs to be completely broken down and it's why I'm okay with her being okay with all for one's plan. Because well, in her mind, again, like she says in this dialogue, at least with all for one, we know where we stand. At least there's no secrets. The public knows exactly what's going on. Yes. And better than like having the whole president still trying to give her the whole sh uh, schmuck about the whole, oh, it's, it's all necessary. It's all to preserve hope and faith. It's all to help face heroes, help build up. Literally giving her the same bullshit, giving her the runaround, even though she's trying to confront him. Like, is this really all necessary? Is what are we preserving really what's necessary? Like, just instead of even giving her a straight answer, like, you know, you can't walk away from this. It's like, but no, I love what I she care. said. I love what she said right before that. She said, making people believe everything is puppies and rainbows and him saying it's unnecessary. I'm like, no, it's not really unnecessary. She's like, it's the that, same stuff. Oh, you're serving your country. You are being, you are uh, protecting the welfare of what's good in this world and stuff like that in your own country and stuff. It's like, no, it's the same words of manipulations for anybody. And she's been holding on to that for years and also holding on to the guilt so, and the sham of it all. I have a quick question because chat even brought up, will the deeds of the safety of the safety commission be leaked to the public? Do you think? during this whole crisis or during through this whole process. I mean, like, they are Hawks shut down. Did, like, they are temporarily yeah, like, shut down. True, but what I'm asking, Sam, is like, what Hawks went through, what Lady Nagant, and other stuff that we don't know yet, um, but the characters know, do you think will be more public to the world to understand that things are more shady than what it is? I'll say this. 
I'll be disappointed in Horikoshi if he doesn't. Because mm-hmm. we, know, I feel like, like I feel like Hawks would use like, all right, why would this is like the, everything that comes with all for one that's first right now because that's actually the most greater threat. If I were to just expose the safety commission and whistleball right now, it would cause more chaos and confusion and whose side is really on who and who can we really trust? It would bring down Hawks' credibility and trust of what the what the hero remaining that that's still wanting to protect the world, protecting Japan. You need to still continue that trust, but we have a greater threat and that's all for one. Afterwards, after we handle that threat, then we will whistleblow everything of what's been going on in this entire world because this is how, this is our, this is the start of how we rebuild. Reveal everything, reveal the secrets, reveal that the hero society is not what it's all about. It's not what it used to be. It's not what's going on. And all the dirty sheets of uh, the, the safety commissions. I would agree to what yeah, you man. were saying like, uh, I, I, much I, earlier as well because Lady Naga, I understand where she's coming from because what James said, all for one, the way he's doing shit, definitely bad execution. But his motives got a point. We have said it before in a review discussion of my hero, Andrew Shona Ronin, is that the heroes of society and art, they have to fall and be rebuilt. The way all for one is doing it is more causing and killing and more dire shit going on in the, in the whole Japan and everything. There's a better way to execute it. But Lady Naga, she believes in what she has gone through and what she has experienced in the trauma that she has seen, the people that she has killed, that there's she, she feels like she has done more wrong than right. So her going with following all for one or doing this favor for all for one, she's like, okay, I've done worse shit and killed the people and I was supposed to kill this man. And if he's telling me to do this, but he sees like he's going to rebuild the world in a more better but going through this from like eh okay it's not that bad so i understand it's, where they're not coming from the gate mission gave her illusions and fakes while all for one all for one gave her the truth and what we're supposed to do in the main plan honestly that seems a lot much more better than what like society was back then oh, i love you. her entire monologue this superpowered society is a gilded daydream through rose-colored glasses but it's a paper-thin fragile illusion and then, like, say you bring back the status quo, Lines the story right. will just repeat itself. And like, the public starts to stargaze at the bright and shiny side, but then the dark truth is someone is going, it's gonna gnaw at someone backside. You are getting their hands dirty, and it's of course caused the trauma, caused the PTSD, and of course caused a traitor and more whistleblowers in this entire world. And like, I- like you guys just said, right? Why would like I don't even think Nagan even likes All for One. But if you have to choose between the two, at least here I have full transparency and I'm not being lied to every single day because these kids, they just see heroes. They just see people that protect other people. But that's not really what all heroes do. Some heroes like her murder people. They assassinate good people and bad people just to give this fake facade that everything's perfectly fine and that there are no issues. That's not the right thing to do, but. The whole house is on fire and you're just saying this is fine. Like, no, yep. like, it's just like. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's fine. even worse is that she herself was a child when she was recruited and Hawks, and we, we see from Hawks' backstory, he was a child when he was recruited. Get what's him young. St- what's perfectly to stop molded. the other kids to like be in the same position she's in? Like, that's no way to live. It's just it's sick. It's horrible. 
Yes, Cameron, I totally agree. My hero does child soldiers really well. I don't know why, but of a show that has a child soldiers in it, then I'm all for it. It's just my hero, uh, yeah, Hori has mm-hmm. said it before, like he's a big fan of comics and everything, and, he, and he's a big fan of manga story. And he knows how to intertwine both storytelling in a well covert way. And I love it because it, like, we see child soldiers like this, but in a way where they experience a backstory and we care for this backstory and we understand this backstory and we could relate, we could understand, and we could be like, okay, they get a point, but they're doing it the wrong. So like, I love how Hori is writing these characters so well. And we just met Lady Naga within the past 20 chapters or less. So I love how well he's doing such a good job of it. Yeah, great writing with her character already. You know what I mean? Like, I instantly think she's one of the one of the more interesting characters in my hero. Like, instantly. Because for me, inside of the hero society and everything that's wrong with it, it's one of the more interesting things for me in why I like my hero. Because, mm-hmm. like, this kind of stuff and how Horikoshi's been writing it, it's like, yeah, it is. It's not all sunshines and rainbows, bro. Like, there's wrong things in this world in the way that the, the leaders of our countries decide to make their decisions. It's like, yeah, we get to vote, but the people that have the final decision on who becomes president is not us. And you know I what love- I mean? So it's like, it's a false sense of you have input into the greater things that hap- into the greater things that's happening, but you don't really. It's a false sense of security. And I and, love that Horikoshi is inputting that into his story. And I love what Deku said right after he said, maybe I was ignorant, but I'm starting to see this clearly. It's now black and white. Most things in this world are in shades of gray, a blend of fear and anger. Yep. I love how within, like, when we met Deku when he was 14, two years ago, and we met Deku as a character saying that, oh, the heroes are so great and he had notes. He just thought them as, you know, as just superheroes, but as, some type of celebrities in our day. But now being a hero for the next two years, and now he has a better understanding of what it is. There's all shades of gray. Like, it, it reminds me of the Dark Knight of Two-Face when he, you know, when he finally realized that there's a shade of gray when things was only black and white. Like, I love this type of storytelling when there's not, when you see the heroes, the protagonists, or the characters, there's more sides to a coin and I love that. I mean, yeah, like, the thing is like how the world views heroes as they put them on pedestals, they put them as the uh, top people to want to be the inspiration of what you want to be, but you don't know what they've gone through, what the secrets they have, how dirty their hands would be. If I were to give like, say with DC and Justice League, nobody knew before, back then nobody knew that their home base was a satellite and this satellite can literally be its own weapon in case something were to happen, but then the moment when like the White House or Amanda Waller revealed like you guys have a fucking satellite up in the air and you think it was like this, you guys are all full power superheroes that can do whatever you want in this entire world. And you have a fucking satellite as our as a home base, literally see everything, and you hide that from the public. You and you have a- are all like shady as hell. And like we don't feel secure. We don't feel any safety anymore. And we have you gave civilians all this doubt where you guys have way too much power and i don't feel safe anymore sam i am so glad that you brought that up that is such an amazing parallel dude because even the justice league it's like you guys are wrong there is no way that you should have had the watchtower without telling the government that was wrong in itself 
You Hell need yeah. to tell them about it. Tell them about all of its weaponry because Superman alone could subjugate the entire planet if he wanted to. Hell yeah. And you're telling me there's a team of superpowered beings with a satellite with a beam that can literally put a giant crater in the planet. They were wrong. They were extremely wrong. That's why they decided to completely tear it all down to the to the foundation and rebuild the Justice League to include a bunch of other heroes and normal people like Green Arrow and a bunch of other heroes, the question to keep them accountable, right? They had to tear, tear everything down. And that's what I want my hero to do. And that's what Horikoshi is doing. That's one of the more interesting things about my hero for me. Acknowledging everything that's wrong with hero society, tearing it down, rebuilding it to actually create a better world for everyone where there's actual transparency. Um, Chat Chat even said that I feel bad for the generation that's having the truth exposed. Sometimes the truth needs to be very far away. Yes and no, I agree with that. But then again, like, no, but, but like, you can't hide the truth. And like, if you're, if this generation is not ready to hear this kind of truth, what's to say your next, their children's children are ready to hear about it. And what's even worse, you've kept this truth for so long that it makes things much worse for you into the future. Because if you kept this hidden truth, like, there's probably a lot more secrets that you're hitting me, of course. I don't trust, you don't trust the people with that kind of power and all that knowledge and everything because you gave them the upper hand. They will control you like sheep. Even if they were to tell you all the secrets, it's already too late. We gave them too much powers where we can just treat you as sheep, do whatever we want. You want to try to rebel, we'll kill you. That's literally no different from any like tyranny government and higher ups. Um. I definitely agree with that. And there's another question saying, remember when Lex controlled the watchtower and shut it down on Earth and that was the fucking and that was the fucking petty on him? There was also there was also just Justice Lords. Lords yep. Yes, we know about that. And but at the same time, like for example, if people have not seen Justice League Unlimited, where in the alternate timeline in Earth 2 and Earth thing, Barry, I'm sorry, Barry, Wally died, Flash um, Flash passed away. And then Superman killed Lex and everything. And there is a Justice Lord. But then in Earth 1, Lex knew about this. And then he joked around like, oh, I might just kill uh, Wally and you, you're just going to kill me. There is a moment of control. But it just depends. Each character is different and they know the situation. And even Superman said like, if it was me, I wish I was Justice Lord because I would have killed you right now. But I'm not him. I will never be him. So there's a moment of morality of who you are and what is your limit. That's when you know what can you do with that. So like that's for example, I'm curious to know to transition to where my hero is, curious to know what is the change of story pace is gonna be next chapter because Awabuchisaki scream out and now Deku and Lady Narga just pause on their midway fight of what they were about both to do to each other. So I'm curious to know what is gonna be changing the whole dynamic now with the next chapter because Chisaki with Deku just say wait that's Chisaki so I'm curious to know about that how did you feel about that James I don't know what's gonna happen right I, I like I, I see Deku's reaction to this and it's like okay I mean he can't use his quirk so it's not like he has to worry about fighting him so he knows that part so it's like I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen with this 
Like, why would Nagant care about the boss? You know, that's my question. I mean, like, we knew that Lady Naga was using Chisaki for whatever she feel like might be useful from him. Um, I think at this moment, like, heroes need to save everybody, right? Your ideals where you need to protect the, in, not defenseless, which, but, and she doesn't hesitate when it comes to killing anyway. So if she were to point the gun towards Chisaki, she would know that uh, Deku needs to go over there to either but at the, the same bullet, time, take the bullet from him. She has a reason why she grabbed him. She didn't tell all for one. So, like, we know there's a reason for it. And, she, like, her face expression, Hori drew her in a way that she's shocked that he popped out and screamed, saying, hey, you done yet? Gotta get to the bottom. Like, her expression did not expect that. And she was in the midway to do something yeah, crazy. Yeah, I guess so maybe it's, like, it's because he hasn't said anything since the prison. Yeah, like, he can not spoil Like, he's been in that down, depressed mood. So, like, maybe she's shocked, like, wait. Why did this dude just speak now? I'm in the middle of a fight. So, like, maybe she's, like, in shock? Or maybe she just got caught off guard? You know what I'm yeah, thinking? I'm sure she's there's just a, surprised. There's a possibility that she was one of the reasons why the Mafia and the Yakuza's has not been around as much. Maybe she was the reason Definitely. why she's taking it down. Because remember she just said, or a team of heroes colluding with a gang of villains while gaining fame and fortune. I mean, that sounds kind of... One trillion Mafia, percent, Yakuza kind of situation. It's so true. Why not better to take uh, yeah, uh, uh, basically the son of a mod boss that you destroyed, basically, saying, like, I guess I can use you as hostage mm. or better or negotiate, or maybe I owe you one. Maybe this entire time, like, I feel bad because of that stuff, and I kind of owe you one. And the rest of the reason know. why she's broken out of jail. It could I would, because I would, push, I would push towards the former. I, I think it's like, well, Use him as leverage to get money, get like a new passport, get out of town, get out of Japan. I also but like where again, Sam is going because that'll did. be interesting because, you know, when you're, you know, a mob, mafia, or the Yakuza, when you owe somebody a favor, it kind of is more in a respectable way. So maybe Lady Naga does owe the boss something, or maybe the boss owes her a favor, maybe because she didn't kill him back then or something. So... It could go either way. It's a flip yeah. toss of who owes who a favor. Maybe that's why she also saved Chisaki. Or maybe they have a connection that we don't know us as the audience know yet. Because it's pretty interesting because even Deku is shocked about Chisaki. So I'm curious to know how his interaction. Because we did speak about this, I think, two or three weeks ago. Of how with Deku's probably going to be helping, helping Chisaki. And maybe have Eri give him back the arms. So it's pretty interesting about that too. Because I'm curious to know if, the, if that theory of ours would be would be coming true because I know like that's a possibility where he's most likely will get his arms back as well. Well, I I, I don't want Deku to ask Eerie to do it. I want Eerie to make yeah, the of decision one to Eerie want to do, it to well. do yeah. it if if she decides to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that would be that would be great. That would be such a an amazing hero moment for Eerie. It's like you know what, you hurt me, but I'm going to be better. Give him back his arms put him back in prison and get him rehabilitated whether it works or not that's that's on that's his business right but yeah. as a hero she should do what's right and i think it would just be an amazing moment if horikoshi doesn't do it it's fine but i think it would be great definitely for true that um and i see kid or aka snubs is here in the chat shout out to him and i um he yep. oh, he's also with us on the point of our deku 
reshaping the whole hero society as he should. And I feel like I can't wait to see how the end of the series continues to reshape the story of the hero and the mindset of the people of how they see the heroes as non, as non, as not just celebrities, but as also regular people who are just doing a job just to protect others. And that's it. That they're just like a crime force, like a defense force, and that's it. Not just sometimes celebrities and just getting a higher spotlight for no reason when they should just be treated as regular people. So I love that. Can't wait to see that because that's one thing I'm most excited for as a stu- as a story perspective. I'll be honest, dude. Like early on, like I, I can't remember the hero's name, but that one hero that just had like a bunch of different like celebrity appearances and interviews and photo shoots. I'm like, there's someone getting mugged in the streets right now. Like, what the f are you doing? Like, yep. you should be on the streets like Batman on a rooftop looking for people that need help this is bullshit like you're not a hero like this this is not what being a hero is supposed to be like all you do all day is do photo shoots and do interviews and no no you're supposed to be on the streets helping people this this is why this entire society needs to be destroyed and rebuilt and deku is going to be the one to do it and i can't wait like I actually like now look paying attention to the entire visuals of this entire chapter, the whole uh the mm. monologue of Lady Nagant, all the everybody that that she had to go through ends up in a direction. Last thing they see is the literally the bull, um the gauge of my gun, because they all got killed. There's also the visuals, of literally of the um with Chisaki. It's to better knowledge uh what kid or snubs just said like it's just to point out that overhaul is when like the deku has his vintage dream he wanted to understand the past enemies is a lot better to see if things have gone be different if it was understood maybe he couldn't he would have not been where he is right now uh and we already know that, that muscular was just a straight up meathead yeah we kind of knew about that, that, that is a good point that with Deku seeing Abuchusaki, um, I'm curious to know how is he going to be, fa- not funny, um, how is he going to be asking the question like, hey, why did you do what you did before? Was there a reason? Like, not that they cover, like, with Deku understanding that things are not black and white, there's a gray now, I'm happy, I'm excited to see how he's going to confront things and have conversation with villains now instead of just, like, going straight forward and fighting everything and get things done. Also, the confrontational aspect of how he's going to fight his villains, like, also getting knowledge, getting information, like, with him finding Lady Nagan, but at the same time, getting information from her, asking her, um, asking her where's all for one, where is this, where the League of Villains. I'm really loving his strategy and his tactics a lot more. He's being more upfront about it, but smart about it at the same time. I'm really liking Hirokoshi's point of writing, too, because... We know Hero Society is so bad, it's wrong, and we're getting a little bit, little bit in snippets. But Hero Koshi is actually giving us brick, brick, literally giving us an entire stone wall that's going to be on Deku's shoulders because he has to be the one to be the bright light where to tell people we need to change. And this is why we're having child soldiers. We're having like uh, mutiny. We have internal disputes. We have like hidden assassinations and discriminations and literally hiding begging delusions literally brick by brick hirokoshi is putting this all together to everything wrong 
of like the bad side and now Deku has to be the one to change this like break these bricks break these walls change everything we need to build a better foundation of what he, the new society not hero society a new society of what it needs to be now without the secrets without the like all the dirt sheet out in the open what needs to be changed a better way for everybody both heroes and the changing of villains to not be villains literally just give them an ear to listen give them a better like understanding give them some empathy give them some sympathy don't make new villains change like be better people in society and human beings like i like this hirokoshi's doing a very good job on detailing everything Damn. yeah man like I, I love i love that the ranking system is going away at, at mm, least i hope yeah. it does because ranking people like this is wrong, right? Like as much as award shows are great and everything, it's it's all subjective based on popularity, right? And like all all film is subjective. I, I think it's it's so hard to say like, oh, this was definitely, you know, the best picture of the year for everyone. You know what I mean? So it's like placing all of these different heroes into these different ranks, it needs to go away. Like all of these things give these heroes egos, all of the things that comes with it. It's like, they're basically just celebrities. They might as well be movie stars. They might as well be musical artists because they're not really heroes. They're just people that's in the limelight, that's doing everything else, except, you know, people like Endeavor and like the, the higher up heroes, right? That actually put in the work. And all of these other people that just became heroes just for the for that celebrity just for the the money and the clout right so i can't wait for it to be completely destroyed and that's why deku is going to become the greatest hero because all of that stuff is going to be is going to go away and deku is going to be the symbol the true symbol of hope just like all might was i definitely agree with that nice and um no i was gonna add to that sorry i was responding because um they asked us if we respect family and i responded yes me and sam does um, and I can't wait for that. Um, to see what they do with Deku of his character, and I can't wait to see how this art going, um, moving forward for next chapter. Because it's like, how is this player in the chess piece right now with Chisaki revealing himself and talking to Lady Nanga and with Deku? How's it all gonna react? Like, I'm excited for it. Can't wait for chapter three fifteen next week because there's no breaks right now. So I'm excited to see where's the turn tables with it next final week. So any last final thoughts, guys? Any last comments about this chapter or do you think you have more to say i don't know I, i'm just interested to see what's going to happen next because i feel like this could potentially be a good transitioning point to like maybe i don't know see i don't i don't know it could be a, a good transition point for something else like someone else's backstory in between this fight or like i don't know which way it's going to go but i'm just excited to see it um, I don't really have any predictions or anything like that, but this chapter was good. The more that we talked about it is pretty much the more and more that I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, ready for the next one. Okay. How I see it, like any go for any direction. I don't want to put any theories or ideas and stuff because it could go from anywhere because it could go for Deku being a true hero. Without, it's not all, if he's saying that Lady Naka is here, it's just all bring mind control, you're ignorant and that stuff, but literally Deku's action is what's going to help change her or 
the, the true hero in her is what's gonna like prevent her from doing what she wants she's gonna be doing like stopping her from kill like because if she kills Chisaki, she literally has given up but if she's just using that as a threat or if Deku was the one that saves the caches that bullet or to save Chisaki, maybe there is hope in this world maybe this kid does know what he's talking about maybe he is the real change it's to really for Deku is to change the idea for everybody that's in this fight right now not just with, with even though we only have it's Lady Naga and Chisaki if Deku can change and understand and sympathize with what Chisaki was going through when he was talking back then, Lady Nakan will see like, all right, there is some hope into this future. And like many people and many heroes, even All Might himself, I'll put my trust and my ideals into this boy. Show me the change because I don't, because I already, I don't want to rinse and repeat of what we had back then. All right. But if she's going to be treated as a criminal and be locked up like jailbreakers, I think it's better to have her as an asset than just have her contained and locked up again, that sort of situation, which is why like the whole, we see her as like a whole Deadshot or um, Slade kind of situ- kind of character. Ooh. Cause the heroes need help, the heroes need help. And like, yeah, she's um, by paper, she is a criminal, but then again, there's no more safety commission. Technically there's no more hero society and we are very unmanned. It's, it's going to be a turning point for her where she does have to join Deku's side. Well, I'm curious to know if that is Hawks and her me again. That's what I want to see, that confrontation conversation of those two. Since they used to work together, I want to see that. How would they interact with each other? And, like, will they, like, you know, you know, do it like this? Will they be, like, stare at each other? Like, I'm curious to know how would they react. Like, that's what, like, I'm trying I, to imagine think, in my head. I'm like, I think I don't know. she would see him... I think she would see him as a hypocrite because I'm sure Hawks has murdered people in the name of the safety commission. For sure. And he's still operating as the number two hero, like it's all good and fine, right? And that's everything that she fought against. I mean, she murdered the president, right? So I I, I think she'll see him as a hypocrite and I think she'll try to kill him, <laughs> but we'll see. Black Clover, yes, chapter 294, as promised. So, Sam, excited to see you go. Can't wait for you to tune with us in Black Clover in a couple of months, a couple of weeks, who knows when. But JJK, guys, will be tuning in next week. Chapter 151 next week for sure. We'll be covering JJK. Uh, me and James will be catching up this week. We're like, I'm like 10, 15 chapters behind or so. Um, guys, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like 25. Yeah, because right now, I'm, yeah, right now, I'm currently reading my, I'm currently rereading my Shibuya arc because I'm trying to have a full understanding of that, and then I'll be fully cut up to where I am now because I want to have a full understanding before we start reviewing. So definitely, me and Jens will be cut up for next week, chapter one fifty one for JJK. So Sam, nice to see you go. I'll be very sad about that. So Sam, take care, and guys, you can always find me on my Sam name again, man. So I love this chapter. So I wasn't around when you guys reviewed two ninety three, and oh yeah, because um, I was him. out on vacation for my friend's wedding. So I didn't read it until like earlier on this week. And man, these two chapters were so much fun. Like I'm a huge fan of Magna. Like I see him, like I said before, I see him much like Asta. He is the commoner that has been able to rise up the ranks into an amazing magic knight. Yes, Magna has had to work a lot harder because Asta has anti-magic, right? Like, uh, Magna still has a very, very small amount of mana, but he's been able to accomplish 
and surpass every single goal that he needed to get to up in this up to this point and to watch him give dante the, the worst was so much fun to watch man because dante has never been in a situation where he's had to fight without his magic right he's never been in that situation so for his magic to be cut in half he was using the same amount of mana thinking that he was still at a hundred percent when he only had half of that so when he lost all of his magic i loved it because he couldn't take any of magna's punches and i loved that that final panel of 293 where magna's just screaming in his victory it, it was it was such an amazing chapter man i absolutely loved it and 294 was great getting to see Asta, um, Luck, and e Knocked, and even uh, Jack's reactions to, to Magna's victory. I absolutely so, love that, bro. Jack was my favorite because he said something that's very interesting to hear. I'm a commoner. Even so, I was so strong. I worked my way up to a captain. I won't lose to no booster rolls. They fucked them. And I got my own thing. I'll make my own brigade. He said, I actually added commoners to my brigade. So that was his goal to only add commoners. Beautiful reasoning. But when that nutcase, Yami, let a peasant into his, I thought, he's got to be out of his skull. And then he was proud. that you just show me something real interesting? He was proud to see that another commoner, like our boy Magna, a peasant, just like Asta, that he, like, that's why he sees Yami as his rival. That's why he don't see William. That's why he don't see any other of the Magic Knights because they're nobles and royals. That's why he only sees Yami as a rival because they're both outsiders. They're both commoners, but they're both almost they truly the earned it. They truly earn it, and they have a similar brigade where they only like Yami accepts outsiders and people that are like the black sheep of each of their own people. Jack gets commoners, people that are there like just like him. So I love it that we get a little backstory of why Jack who he is and why he accepted the people who they are. So I love that small line, but I love that very much. So that really impacted me. Like, okay, Jack, I fuck with you for no reason. So that was dope. Yeah, I, I love Jack. Like, I always thought that his rivalry with, with Yami was all because of like, yeah, they're the only two that matter, right? Because when you're royalty, you're born with an abundance of mana, yeah. right? You're automatically blessed with it. So for you to rise to the rank of captain, it means that you truly worked your ass off. And he also sees that Yami has this unique ability that no other captain has except for like um, the Wizard King, but being able to see what people are truly capable of and what they will be capable of, right? Um, I can't remember exactly what Yami says, but he tells Magna that, yeah, I just saw you as as someone who who had a lot of heart or some shit like that. I, think it was, I can't remember exactly I, what the line is. I, I think it was the, the most gustiest... Um... I think it was the most guts, right? Yeah, someone that had like a lot of guts or something like that. And I just love those lines because he he knew the type of person that Magna was and he could tell that in the future it would give him the edge in a fight, bro. And you see it in and this then, fight with Dante. It's amazing. And then we got our man, uh, uh, not Morris. Uh, damn, I, I keep forgetting the guy. Morris. Morris, thank you, James. Uh, Morris, we get him here like, Looking mad evil, all those eyes and everything, and he's ready for the spell to activate and everything. He's like, damn, those devils just keep pouring out. And literally, those devils do keep pouring out. Love designs. I can't see more of them. The one the one that got me interested is in page four, the one that has the wings out. Because cause that design looks interesting from the back. And I'm like, yo, I want to know more about you. So I'm like, that's pretty interesting. 
But the way he knows that Dante lost and uh, the line he says, I love to know what sort of spell they use to take him out. Because he knew to take out Dante is very hard. So he knew that whoever took him out used an interesting and unique spell. So I mm-hmm. love that. That's also giving props to Magna as well. That he didn't use a regular spell. He used trial and effort for that. So props to that as well. Yeah, man. That, that was all great writing. And this all just further solidifies that Morris is actually like the real threat here, right? Like, let's let's be honest. Oh, definitely. The Dark Triad is definitely dangerous, but Morris is the dangerous one. He has power and he has brains. He is the most dangerous one out of all of them. Without him, I don't think they would have been able to make this work. And I can't wait to see like what devil he has and the, the devil magic that he's using. That's so, going to be what I'm really interested in. So the great thing about Morris that like, because you know how when there's a evil type organization, there's always the science guy that's there, but he's usually like the weakest one or like the third strongest or fifth strongest, right? Like, like for example, I love how Morris in this type of scenario, he's a science guy, he's a genius guy, but he looks like the most strongest guy because he's literally activating this whole spell and literally just chilling there and acting all evil boss and knows what's going on above and beyond as well. So it's like, he knows the shit. He knows what's going on, but he's also a smart and genius dude. So I love his character that he's not just a random smart dude, but also very father. So I love that he's also probably one of the strongest ones there. So I love how you brought that up because that's so freaking true. Oh yeah, like uh, that's just what I think. I think Morris is the most dangerous one that we have to worry about. Because again, not only does he has the brawn, he also has the brain. So it's like, that's a very, very dangerous person. Like just, just talking about Deku, like what makes him such a great hero is his ability to analyze and strategize along with his amazing strength and all of his other quirks, which is also make uh, what makes Bakugo interesting. Like he is the best tactician, I think, in my hero, if if I'm being perfectly honest. And, and only with with age and experience, will he become a better tactician? So Morris is the one I think we really have, we really, really have to worry about. But um, in page six and seven, everyone's celebrating, they're leaving. And then Dante rises up once again. I was like, I was like, here we go. The the natural villain thing. I wasn't shocked, but I love how Jack knew this. I love how next page is like, just what yeah. I expected from an almighty dark triad member. The speed of magic recurs, no joke. But I love what he said that, man, shut up. I don't hate I don't hate stopping guys, but that little insect one death, don't go ring on his parade. I love that shit because he knew, like, yo, I knew it was getting up. That's some type of shonen evil bad guy shit. But this yeah. little magnet, this little bug here just beat you stuff. So I'm not going to let you ruin his parade. Like, I really love that. Like, that's some dope shit that Jack respected the W on him. So he didn't want to ruin the W from him. He's going to hear, yo, I'm here to finish that off for you. So I'm going to take that L for you, um, for him and everything. Like, so I love that. That was beautiful. Yeah, dude. I love I love Jack's just acknowledgement, dude, because Jack couldn't beat Dante. Yami and Asta couldn't beat Dante together. Well, I mean, they did beat him, but they couldn't kill him, right? Yeah. But um, so so that was really cool to to watch him acknowledge that this commoner, this peasant, right, was able to defeat Dante with a superior spell. So that was really, really cool to watch. And I want to see, like, I think, I think at this point. Jack is just gonna like one shot Dante. I and hope then it's just um, gonna be done. <laughs> I hope we see that because we also have our boy Lucifer in there. So I'm curious that if Lucifer is gonna get out or be like, yo, boy, like you're trying to get too much that like 
this is too much for you. Let me take over your body and take over. So I'm curious to know if Abuelo's first is going to take over and be like, hey, fuck this shit and everything. Because all we know is that in the next panel of page nine, it literally says slash, but it doesn't say finish shit. It doesn't take him out. So we know that Jack cut him up. We don't know if Jack killed him or nothing. We don't really have any concrete information if, if we know that if Jack killed I him or not. I hope it's a one shot. I really hope it's a one shot. It, it would be dope if Jack literally did a one shot just to help Magna take that W. So it would be hella dope. But let's get into the um last two things that happened. We know Lord Pachika... so real, real quick, real okay. quick, real quick. I did have a comment. Um, let's So go. at this point, at this point, I don't think Lucifero would care to take over his body because he has his own body that he That's can now bring out. into the living world. Yeah, so right. so I, I don't think he would care. I mean, if he does it, that would be cool. But if he, I mean, I don't think he has to. I think yeah, it would be cool right. either way. But yeah, yeah right. but yeah, let's 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 get into to the the fight with Vonica and Charlotte because I've been waiting to get back. We into have said this that. Part. I'm like, yo, like as much as I care about you know, and our boy, uh, and our boy. And about Zeno, I'm like, yo, I care about Bianca, yeah, I mean, Charlotte, real. Yeah, gonna win. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'm but, less interested. But thing is, I feel like this fight, Bianca has has three storylines plot going on: Charlotte and her curse magic, Lord Prochica and her curse, and also involves Noel and her curse as well. But I'm curious to know if Gordon and his family is gonna be involved as well, because this also involves Abamajikula. So I care about more Bianca story plot right now more than. Zeno and Yuno, cause that okay, cool. He took down some of the Golden Dawn. All right, cool. He killed good half of the squad. I'm like, all right, cool. But this Bianca and Magikulo story is more interesting because he literally involves. Cause if you look at page twelve and thirteen, I did not expect Lord Pachika to use like a puppet right now. I'm like, okay, cool. She just became like a badass. Curious to see the fan art of this too. Cause that was the first leak that I saw. <laughs> oh, it was the first leak I yeah, saw was, was when um. Uh, the one I saw was Zoro and uh, well, Magna having him on the arm because it reminded me I of, saw that next, of, yeah. of uh, Yami and Asta having him on the arm. So I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful parallel. So, so that's so cute and everything. But Lopachika there, I'm like, okay. She's strong as fuck and she has Odin mana. So the next panel we see up above in page 13 is like, okay, yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's a lot of water. And real, y'all better do something because a lot of people love to talk shit on real. So I'm like, Yo, bro, you better do something here because we need some shit done. Yeah, so I I love that you brought this up, right? Like, this, the story with Vonica and Megicula, these are the things that I am more interested in. Like you just said, because of because of Charlotte's curse, everything that's going on with Lolopechka and, and Noel, like, all of this cohesion is what I am more interested in. Same. Like, we can get to Yuno and, and Xenon at the end. Like, I, I don't mm -hmm. give a, I don't give a shit, like, we can wait because we know that Yuno is going to win and it's going to be a really cool fight. But all of this, like, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's going into this. And I don't think we need Gordon to be involved in this fight because Charlotte's already is, a do, is, a, is already doing a lot to, to go against um, Vonica's curse magic. And really what they're fighting against is her blood magic. So it's like, I True. don't know if we need Gordon. It would Maybe. be cool for him to have like a really OP moment. Maybe Gordon will come out when they fight Magicula, not Bianca. That's what's most likely will be the case. Because technically his, yeah. technically his family name used to serve Magicula, not Bianca. So you got a point there. So Gordon might not play a key moment now, but I hope he plays a key moment to take out the devil Magicula instead. 
or involvement in that case. So that'd be pretty interesting. I hope in that. Yeah, man. Like my, my favorite part of this whole chapter is the final page. Like I, I, oh. I, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I'm just talking about my favorite moment. Noel. Noel has become one of my favorite like female MCs in all of like anime and manga. Like she's like easily like top 10 for me. And I love Noelle. And she needs this moment, man. Like, she needs this fight against Megicula and against Vanika to not only protect Lolopechka and everyone else, but to avenge her mother. And I can't wait for this. And I, I just love that very, the very last panel with Vanika just smiling because all she cares about is having a really good fight. But that was definitely my, my favorite thing. And watching... um. It's it's Gaja, right? Gaja, like, yeah. Watching Gaja show up. up, like, oh so man, that was that's awesome. what I, I was excited for. No, I'm not. I cool, but I was like, I was excited for Gaja because a lightning against water. Kirsten will have that gonna turn out because Gaja is is a lightning type, and I'm happy that he's the one that said that he failed to protect his, the queen that he's supposed to protect. So he's he feels very down that he feels like he failed his job. So I'm curious to know how is he gonna feel like protecting, but also has to attack. And save her at the same time. So I'm really curious on how's that going to turn yeah. out because those type of storylines always are very interesting. It's just curious to know how's it going to be handled. So I'm very happy for that. And Noel coming in saying, "Yo, I'm here as a promise." So curious. I love the panel, the double spread of showing Bianca's face, like, "Oh, bitch, what?" And then the next page, she's like, "Oh, excited, <laughs> like, ah, I'm excited. You came back, bitch. We about to fight. Let's go." So I just love that expression in a double spread. How you have one expression here, she's like. Oh, well. And the next one, she's all excited. Like, that nice transition of two different reactions of Bianca. Love it. Yeah, dude. I absolutely loved it. But I love what Ashton um, just brought up, right? I'm glad Tabata gave Rill something to do. Yeah. So this is where I think they'll. this is their best chance to go up against Lolopechka's um, water magic. Ooh, because yeah. Rill can be able to use his paint magic to combat her water. So I feel like him... Ooh. And Gaja combined will be able to at least subdue Lolo Pechka until Noel can defeat Vanika to undo the curse. So that's, that's that. what I'm thinking is, is going to happen. I feel like Ray will be a great supporting um, role right here in this fight. Like Charlotte and Noel tag team against Bianca and then Ray and Gaja against Opachika. So I feel like that'll be a great duel against yeah, yep. each of them. And I feel like Ray will have a nice come back to go with Gaja, like you said, like paint magic with lightning magic, and it will be a great offensive defense because Ray will do the great type of defense, Gaja the offense, and Charlotte the defense right now since Noel's more technique ready to fight since Charlotte has a lot of scratches and hurt from this blood magic that she just got in this other double spread, beautiful double spread with page 14 to 15 because girl got just spike in the arm and I think the two legs... And I'm like, damn, girl, you literally yeah. get scratch up. Like, I get it. Oh, the Blue yeah. Rose is doing a great job to defend you. But at the same time, Noel came here and it's going to be a great dual team. So I'm very excited for this as well. Because I can't wait to see the surpassing limit of how Noel and Charlotte's going to work as a team up. Since Noel yes, works for Yami and Charlotte is in love with Yami. And so this will be an interesting type of dynamic. And do you think Noel's brother is going to show up as well? Or do you think that it's going to be... Only for Noel. I don't want him to, man. This this needs to be Noel. It has to be Noel, and Noel has to make do the final blow. It has to be Noel. 
So I, I hope it's that, but I hope that Noel's brother shows up at the end and sees what she did and kind of yes, kind of like yes. um, what's the word um, not save their mother, but avenge their mother, like avenge their mother's death and everything. Because I feel like that's yeah, yeah. a great way to repent for their brothers, because. Do you know how the brother had that part of the curse as well? Because he cannot speak about it. That's why he had to tell right. Dorothy. So I'm curious to know how Dorothy going to be involved as well. Because she also has in love with Noel's older brother. So like all these pieces, I'm excited for. Because this is all intertwining with Bianca slash Medicula. All at the end. So this is what I've been waiting for. Like as much as Dante, Zeno... I care about Bianca particularly because they have more of the story weight. So much more story yeah, threads man. are connecting to her where I want this to connect and I hope Tabata does a good execution for it. Yeah, man. This is this is all that I want to see. Like like you already said, dude, like there's so much history here between these characters. And like I was saying, like it has to be Noel who gives the final blow. And like you said, I hope Nozelle shows up like right at the end. It's just like, yep. He just smiles and is like, thank you for getting, for avenging our mother. I think that would be an amazing moment. I want to know how Nero's going to play into this. Because she should still, like, be around, right? She might like, be. Our, our, um, she, she was still with Noel, right? I believe she went to. Where, um, where is Nero and Mimosa? I believe Nero went downstairs to, not Mars. Damn, so I lost his name again. Huh? Um, The science guy. Morris. Yeah, Morris. Uh, Nero went to Morris, and Mimosa probably okay. went to Asta to help, him, uh, to help them heal and everything. So I know Nero most likely is the most logical place, and she has um, she has ceiling magic, so she's the best way to go to downstairs to where she's supposed to, because I feel right, like that's right. the best route in the story. Mimosa with plant magic and everything, I feel like maybe she could help Charlotte as backup, so maybe she's behind Noel with the with that type of team up with Charlotte. That would be curious to know. Maybe they work together Charlotte and Mimosa. So that would be pretty interesting as and well. And they could use her they could use her healing magic. Yeah. Because Charlotte needs it especially, too. So. Especially for Charlotte's. Yeah. Yeah. So it could go either way. Like these characters like I get it when you write a big cast of Black Lord, My Hero, One Piece and everything. It's hard to intertwine every character. But I hope Tapata has an idea where to place these characters when we get into more of the story right now within the next couple of chapters with Midrakula in this fight right now. So I'm 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 very excited for it. Just hopefully it see hopefully it sticks the landing. And that's what my hope is. Yeah man. I, I really hope it does and I, I think it will. I really think it will because the the story has been all over the place in a good way. But oh, it yeah. has to conclude really well. It really has to. And I think it will, man. I like, as much as I love Asta and I love Yuno, these other characters, like, like Noel and Magna, Zora, like, I can't wait to see what Zora does next. I want to yeah. know how Magna helped him create new trap spells and different abilities and stuff. Like, I really love all of these characters, man. Like, I, I love Black Clover so much. Definitely, hundred percent agree. So, James, you Google your thoughts for Black Clover chapter two ninety four. Yeah, man, I'm ready for two ninety five. I'm ready to see Noel beat the shit out of Vonica. Like I said before, Noel has become like top ten female MCs. Like, love Noel. Hundred percent agree. So, guys, thank.
Thank you guys for watching. And hopefully you guys were entertained by our Catcher Number 8 review. My Hero Academia review and Black Clover as well. Uh, you'll catch us next week with, uh, with Ray. Sam might not be here, but we'll have all four. Because JJK will be on the list for Chapter 151. And I'm very, we are very excited to bring this review into the story. And hopefully you guys give your likes, comment down below. Give us your theories and give us your ideas what you guys thought about it. And join the Discord server as well. Subscribe. Continue supporting us. Don't forget to check out the Careful Spoilers Villains show every Friday. And we review all comic book and discussions of Marvel MCU is what we're doing right now. Definitely guys stay tuned. See you guys on the next one.